Welcome to the College of Arts, Celtic Studies and Social Sciences, University College Cork, Find Your Course podcast series. My name is Loretta Brady and I am the Recruitment Projects Officer in the College of Arts, Celtic Studies and Social Sciences here in UCC. We are the largest college within UCC and offer 19 exciting undergraduate degree programmes and 30 art subjects, including 11 languages. You will find a vast amount of information on our courses and subjects on the UCC website. But we also wanted you to meet our course directors so that you can get an inside perspective on each course. You may be a Leaving Cert student or an EU student. Perhaps you're an international student or a mature or QQI FETAC student. We welcome you all and we hope you find our podcast interesting and informative. In today's podcast, we're going to discuss our B.Ed. Physical Education, Sports Studies and Arts degree. And I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Joe Costa and Dr. Dermot Lester. Welcome, Joe and Dermot. Hello, welcome. Thank you, Dermot. Loretta. I suppose we start because it's, it's something that I'm always asked by students and something that I stress when I'm speaking to students uh, who are interested in the degree. Um, I really must, I suppose I feel strongly that this is first and foremost a teaching degree. Um, and graduates will be fully qualified secondary school t- PE teachers, as well as teachers of a second subject. And it's a four year degree that continues to be hugely popular. Uh, what second teaching subjects are offered in the degree? Yeah, I think that's a, a very important point to stress uh, to begin with, uh, Loretta. And the five subjects we offer are Irish, English, Maths, French and History as their second subject. And, and I, I agree fully that um, sometimes we possibly forget about the second subject in terms of people who begin the, the degree, they think of it as physical education primarily. Yeah, which, which it is in some ways. But often students actually get employment after the degree through their second subject or their art subject. Um, So I think it's a very important uh, point to stress. Uh, And I would encourage those interested in pursuing this course to really put a lot of consideration and thought into what second subject they choose um, and to be really interested in that subject and willing to develop their their skills in teaching that subject. So I think that that's hugely important. Uh, it's worth noting that that some subjects actually have uh, additional requirements also. So, for example, for for French and for Irish, there's certain placements involved. Um, for example, for for Irish, there's a four week placement in in a Gaeltacht, um, or potentially a Gaeltacht. So that's that's something to note. Uh, it's kind of immersion around those languages, um, but there are definitely definitely things to consider as well. Um, but I I would say that overall. Um, it's it's really important that you that you put a lot of thought and consideration into what your second subject or your arts subject will be. Yeah, I think that's really important because after all, you are going to be teaching that subject in the school. So it's important that you have a passion for it and an interest in it as well. And I suppose the requirements that you mentioned, uh, they're related to the Teaching Council of Ireland um, um I suppose they, they require requirements. So that's important to know that, that the Teaching Council uh, are the accreditation body for the course as well in terms of teaching. Um, and of course, as well as the sports related modules and modules in your second teaching subject, I know that there are some very practical modules uh, in areas, uh, including dance, for example, and gymnastics. Absolutely, Loretta. Um, obviously, these might be the main modules that this, the, the students are more passionate and more interested about. Obviously, they're more the more practical, but it, but it's important to note that 
there's also a reason why we, why we need to choose some of those sports uh, or we refer to them as subjects or contents because they are curriculum-based physical activities. So meaning we cannot choose any physical activity, we need to choose physical activities which are relevant to the physical education subject for the students to, to teach. So obviously when the students come in, they need to be prepared to dance with us. Uh, they need to be prepared to do their own routines. They need to be prepared to know how to teach gymnastics, how to, how to assist their future students in engaging with technology for the Living Sort Physical Activity Project. All of those things that as a teacher uh, you are expected to do and some of these students probably now will have experienced in terms of their living certificate experience or maybe even uh, to some extent in the junior cycle experience, this is what they'll be asked to, to do. So not only to, to know what basketball is about or what rugby is about, what GAA is about, uh, like adventure education, health-related fitness, swimming, obviously, like all of those physical activities, they're very important. So it's not necessarily that the students need to know how to play basketball. They do need to know, to know that. But more importantly, as they're stressed from the beginning, it's the teaching of basketball or the teaching of gymnastics or the teaching of dance. How do I form the groups? What, how do I assess uh, the different subjects? And how do I help my students to get to the maximum level of learning and enjoyment from completing the, the learning objectives and learning outcomes? So absolutely, they're the most fun and engaging parts of the degree, but at the same time, they're a very serious and a very professional element. Uh, and ultimately, it's not just there to kick the ball or whatever. Yes. The requirements go way beyond that. Yes. So um, school placements, of course, a very important part of any teaching degree. Um, when do students start school placements and how are they organized? We have um, three placement modules um, starting um, next year. So there's also a little bit of a transition stage, but students coming into degree starting in 22-23, they will have three core placement experiences. Two are similar in second and third year, and one is very different, more intensive and more extensive in fourth year. What I mean by this is in second and third year, the model is the students will be placed in schools for 10 weeks, two mornings per week, teaching in second year primarily PE, but also some arts lessons. And in third year, the focus shifts to their art, uh, art subject and also a little bit of PE. Uh, and for those 10 weeks, uh, over two mornings every week, students are placed in their schools. They observe lessons, they do micro-teaching, they do peer teaching, they're responsible for their own lessons. So those 10 weeks are very much um, exposing the students in a prolonged... Uh, fashion with the school setting to engage with the different members of staff, different students, and getting them that opportunity to experience like a full term um, of teaching their, both subjects, one more than the other just in each year. slightly different each year. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they move to the fourth year, and that is... Uh, it's, a, it's a busy year. A <laughs> busy year, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, so in that year where students experiences a year-long placement, so students start schools the very last days of August as a typical school year, and they remain in schools until the end of May, uh, early June. Uh, and they do all of the normal um, work of the teacher. Um, typically, they might expect to, to, to deliver a minimum of three P lessons and three arts lessons. Um, and the model in terms of how they're placed, it's every morning uh, from Monday to Friday. And then uh, at the moment, I think we're looking at Tuesday and Thursday. I mean. 
the days are subject to, to change, but let, let's imagine Tuesday and Thursday for the full day. So this means that if we take Tuesday and Thursday as their school full day, they don't have any college lectures to do, but uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they would be expected to come back to college uh, in the afternoon Afternoons. to complete some of their educational modules uh, as they're doing their placement. And one of the best things, uh, one of the things that we take most pride in those placement modules is that uh, the, the assignments that we ask students to do in those placements, they're the real-life work that the teachers do. So they're planning lessons, they're reflecting, they're observing lessons, uh, developing assessment records of students and so on. So they're not about theoretical essays or whatever. Uh, and they are very important. I'm not, I'm not diminishing the, the importance, but what I want to get across is that in placement, the students are assessed in relation to the real life uh, of, that, of what they are going to experience as yes. full-time teachers or in-service teachers yes. when they finish the degree. Class, or we qualify this as authentic assessment. Yes. So it's assessment yes. which is authentic, it's mimicking or building on the real-life experiences of the teachers. They also get opportunities to do coaching and community placements as well, which is very interesting. I suppose this, this primarily comes into play in third year. So after a year or two of setting into the programme, into the degree and, and learning about different settings, in third year then the students will have an opportunity to, to visit different settings in almost like a, a school placement but in, in different community settings for example they, they might work with older adults potentially or uh, with uh, people with, with disability with disabilities and, and so on so there, there are different opportunities that, that we constantly develop within the programme uh, whereby those who want to work in settings beyond the school setting they have the opportunity to, to experience uh, those uh, those settings as well. You know, so it's a nice nice opportunity in third year um, and leading into fourth year. Too. This also means then that even though I mentioned earlier at the start of our chat about the importance to, of the understand of students understanding that this is primarily a teaching degree, um, but graduates are not limited to secondary school settings in terms of a career. Mm-hmm. It is primarily a, a teaching degree, as, as you said, Greta, and, and uh, I suppose the opportunities, um, they do vary in, in terms of those who, who realise that they might want to work in, in other community settings, for example, in, in gyms and so on. Uh, those opportunities will be available through, throughout the programme in terms of their qualification at the end <coughs> of it. But I suppose also in terms of travel uh, and um, the opportunities to teach abroad, uh, for example, colleagues of mine who now teach in Dubai or Canada and, and so on. Um, so those opportunities are there. And again, potentially to to consider your your art subject also in that regard. Um, you know, obviously you, you'll be, everyone will be able to travel with the phys education degree, but potentially if you want to work in, in a non-English speaking country, like just to bear that in mind in terms of their art subject also. Um, I suppose as well as um, thinking in terms of career, but also in terms of further study. And I know from speaking to some of our graduates that they've gone into quite a variety of different postgraduate uh, courses. Now, many do go directly into employment, but some come back even a couple of years later uh, and add on uh, a postgraduate course. For example, and I, I've heard and I've spoken with one or two graduates who've done masters in positive and coaching psychology here in UCC, for example. But there are many other options open to to graduates. Yeah, absolutely, Loretta. 
mean, even in the past two, two or three years, we've had students who, instead of, uh, by choice, obviously, instead of going directly to schools, uh, we have been fortunate enough to be to open um, some master's positions, funded research masters, uh, and some of the, some of students who graduated uh, two years ago or three years ago. They progressed to, to those opportunities doing masters, research masters in education or, as I said, in, in any other um, area. And even some of those uh, students, I remember two students uh, just last weekend presented at the main physical education conference in Ireland, the PPACE forum. Uh, two of them started as master students, but because they were doing uh, such a great work and they were progressing so well, developing so, um, so valuable academic skills, um, they they were approved to progress to the PhD. So even though they started as master students, uh, one of them is just about to finish uh, his PhD and the other student is getting moving on to the, tra to the PhD track. So absolutely, there's a number of postgraduate uh, opportunities out there. I remember some students wanting to do some physiotherapy um, after completing their PhD because they have that kind of strong background. Um, students doing performance analysis and other kind of postgraduate uh, degrees. So yes, I, I, it's a valuable and important message to get across it, even though schools are the main um, career entry point for students when they graduate, they're not the only one. So they have more choices in career and postgraduate op, uh, options. That's right. And I think that's probably something that is very important for students to understand about all degrees to <clears throat> a certain extent, um, because there's often a very... Uh, stereotypical, you know, degree attached, career attached to most degrees. And actually, that's never the case. So yes. It's, it's always much, much more wide than that. Absolutely. And I suppose we can't uh, not mention the amazing sports facilities we have wow. here in UCC. So obviously, we've been previously been ranked first in Ireland for our sports facilities. And we have our amazing uh, Mardek Arena with our 25 metre swimming pool, international size basketball court and so on. And it's a, it is a landmark university sports and leisure facility built on the existing campus, sports grounds, especially for our students. Um, so, I mean, we, we, we really do offer a lot in terms of facilities on this on this program and I think working with um, our colleagues in the Mardic Arena for example you know I think we were obviously through our our practical modules you know and and the different um, activities that we that we cover within the program we liaise closely with the Mardic Arena um, but I think also you know in addition to that the the various sports clubs and societies available in UCC um, it gives great kind of social interaction for our students um, to get to know other students across across the university, but also to put our phys education hats on um, to learn more about the different sports. You know, a, a lot of our students would come uh, with a particular background, um, but I suppose the opportunities that are available throughout the university to engage with different sports and act phys activities. Uh, what I put like an umbrella in terms of everything that Dermot yeah. said, I think it's just a really nice space and uh, for students to nurture their well-being from a social and personal perspective, mental, physical, all of the things oh. around it, uh, I do feel it's very valuable for them. Absolutely, and, and for all students really, isn't it? In yes. terms of well-being in particular, which is getting even more important. Yes. I suppose I also have to mention the scholarships available in UCC. As you know, there's, there's such a variety of sports scholarships. Uh, in particular, I want to mention the Quirkus Talented Programme. 
they have a sport, uh, an elite sports scholarship as well. And I know that indeed some of their uh, uh, scholars are actually in your programme. And it's a hugely valuable and elite scholarship in UCC, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess we might be doing something right, right. with those <laughs> yes. students. Uh, I remember the likes of Kian Bohan, who, re- who recently graduated, John Hodnett yeah. uh, playing for Ireland uh, rugby, and Max Kremen, uh, the Olympic rower. That's right. It would be the, the three most recent examples, not the only, not but the, the three only, most but recent the three ones. Most recent, yeah. In, in relation to this, I just need to shout out the work that Michelle Power does with those students yes, absolutely. and how proactive she is in connecting and she sets them in the in, in the journey for success. Um, and I think also uh, another point worth mentioning is uh, what Morgan Buckley has achieved in bringing the, the accreditation of the student-athlete yes. uh, recognition to UCC. That's just with a lot of quotation marks here. Yeah. Uh, another example of how students are well-supported in achieving their sports goals and their academic goals at the same time, even though the Quirkus addresses a, a range of other areas. Yes. Yeah. To achieve I think both. That it's, it's a benef- benefit in our program that it is uh, a small or a smaller intake than yeah. most uh, smaller courts, so approximately 40 to 50 yeah. each year. So I think you have the opportunity to develop relationships with, with your students that yeah. maybe other 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 departments mightn't have that, that opportunity. And I think that... Again, we're there to support all of our students. Of course, you know, this example refers to our student athletes. But I think that across the board, we're there to support all of our students. And I think, you know, we'll come back to the well-being. And that's hugely important for for us as well, as it will be when when our students go out teaching themselves uh, going forward. Yes. What I think that we do real well, if I may say so, is that we are very flexible in hearing uh, different options and putting in place the best options that, uh, that we can essentially comes down to the student and sometimes uh, also to their coaching team and so on to get everything. It's not a one side. It's not a a one-person show where the student or program directors or whoever, uh, it's a very combined effort. It takes work to get there. It does. does. Uh, But when you get there, it's worth it. (laughs) It's great. So thank you for joining me today, Joe and Dermot. Um, I enjoyed our chat. If any of you listeners would uh, like to find out more about the B.Ed. in Physical Education, Sports Studies and Arts, uh, you should search online for CK125. And I hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Please join us for more Find Your Course podcasts. And thank you for listening. <laughs>